Hard not to like what we saw from Gustav Nyquist after he was acquired by the Wild at the trade deadline. The only problem, I wish we could have seen a little more. We discuss Gustav Nyquist's 2022-2023 season on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. If this is your first time tuning into Lockdown Wild, we are glad to have you on board and hope that you tune in through the rest of the offseason and beyond. If you are an everydayer that tunes in each and every day of the week, we are glad that you are back. Today's episode of Lockdown Wild is brought to you by Game Time. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off of your first purchase. On today's episode of Locked and Wild, Gustav Nyquist gets his season recap in the books. We'll hand out some letter grades for what we saw from Nyquist after he was acquired by the Minnesota Wild. And we'll look at what is in store for the unrestricted free agent and whether or not the Wild could potentially work him into their roster next year and beyond. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. And this was a kind of cherry on top of a very busy trade deadline for Bill Guerin. He acquired a bunch of uh, veteran players that could provide some uh, additional experience in the postseason in Nyquist and Oscar Sundquist, who we'll talk about on tomorrow's show. And you also had John Klingberg acquired at the uh, trade deadline as well. So the theme being postseason experience, and a little physicality as well. And if you remember, Nyquist, when he was acquired, was injured. And so it was a situation where Garen made a trade that was a little bit more of a long play than a guy like Oscar Sundquist or John Klingberg when they were initially acquired. So we heard about um, Nyquist rehabbing and trying to work himself back into game shape. That day finally came with the regular season winding down right at the same time that Kirill Kaprizov was trying to get himself ready to be uh, able to come back before the postseason started. And all told, Nyquist ended up playing three games for the Minnesota Wild after playing in 48 for the Columbus Blue Jackets last year. He had one goal and four assists in those three games. So five total points. He was a plus two in uh, those three total games for Nyquist. He had five shots in those three games and played right around uh, on average, 14 minutes, 41 seconds of ice time had two blocks, two hits, three takeaways and no giveaways in that three game regular season sample size. We moved to the postseason as well. And Nyquist in six postseason games had five assists He was a plus four, did have two penalty minutes, but um, still had five points in those six games, had nine shots on goal, played 16 minutes, one second per game, and had three blocks, 
two hits, three takeaways, and two giveaways. So continued that impressive stretch um, into the postseason. But as we alluded to off the top of the show, the big theme for Nyquist, and it was not something that necessarily he could control. We wanted more. He looked really good when he played down the stretch for the wild had some really good um, puck handling skills. He had great hands. He had some great maneuverability through tight spots and just looked like a guy that could be a real big impact player for this team, especially with things going wrong in the first couple of games of the series against the Dallas stars after winning game one. Um, it looked like a guy that could help once the stars started to turn the tide in that series. And it's nothing that Nyquist could control because it seemed like when there were opportunities with guys like Matt Zuccarello struggling in the top six or or just opportunities to try to get Nyquist more time on the ice. And it just didn't happen. Even to the uh, pivotal game six in the series in which the Stars ended up finishing things off, you had the thought of some lineup tweaks. And I remember pretty distinctly wondering, are we going to get Gustav Nyquist on the top line or on the second line to try to um, maximize some of his abilities to make plays and to set teammates up? in really good situations to try to score some goals on Jake Ottinger. It didn't happen. And so you ended up with a third line that featured most commonly Sam Steele, Gustav Nyquist and Marcus Foligno. And it just, it didn't seem like that line really worked all that well because for one Foligno wasn't playing a ton because he was in the penalty box half the series. Sam Steele was kind of trying to do his thing, but Steele has limitations to his game that just, I think, as the season wore on, became pretty evident. And we just had, similar to what we have seen from Dean Evison-led teams, in that you just, you're seeing kind of the same combinations time and time again and ramming your head into the wall. And so we didn't end up getting an opportunity to see what more Gustav Nyquist had in the tank. Um, We got the sample size in the regular season and we got to see bits and pieces of really consistent play from Nyquist, but just never had the opportunity for him to be elevated into a bigger role. And so for Nyquist, it's interesting because when looking at potential opportunities for next year, do you want to go to a place where you were penciled in as a third line guy and really never moved from that spot? And I know you're not going to pull Kaprizov off the top line. You're not going to pull Boldy off the second line, but there were other spots and there are other opportunities to just give a guy ice time and give him looks with particular players to see if you find something that can maybe help turn the tide in a series. And I really do think that Nyquist could have given this team more. He just was never put in an opportunity to be able to do it. And so we, we saw a really good 
acquisition for cheap, a fifth round pick in this year's draft in a season in which Bill Guerin made a couple of trades to help facilitate other moves and pulled picks back in to where it basically costs you nothing. It basically costs you nothing to acquire Gustav Nyquist. And he had that big of an impact on how this team did down the stretch. And that just was not properly utilized in the postseason. So it's frustrating for me because he was hands down one of the best players in the series for the Minnesota Wild in a postseason series in which there were many players that basically just took a nap. And so to not give him the opportunity to do more and to show that he's capable of doing more uh, is just immensely frustrating. But all in all, a good season for Nyquist. And to further that point, we take a look at the stats from Natural Stat Trick for the postseason. Gustav Nyquist, when he was on the ice by himself, goals four per 60 for Nyquist, second highest, third highest on the team behind Oscar Sundquist, who played one game, and John Klingberg, ironically enough. Nyquist's goals for per 60 was 4.5. His goals against per 60 was 1.5, which was amongst the lowest on the team. So the stats back up the fact that we saw a guy who really had some good things to show and uh, just was not put in an, an opportunity to be able to do it. Now, Corsi four percentage was just under 46. But again, I think a lot of that stems from the line combinations that Nyquist found himself with. And so all in all, it, it, was, a gr- it was a great acquisition. Maybe the best of the trade deadline acquisitions by Bill Guerin. But head coach had other plans. So... All in all, I loved what we saw from Nyquist. I would love to see him back, as we'll talk about in a little bit. And uh, I would love to have had the opportunity to see him do his thing in a higher capacity. Now, we'll take a look at some letter grades for Nyquist uh, in what he was able to do with the team um, in the final few games of the season. That is on the way as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. There is absolutely nothing that is as stressful as trying to find tickets for an event the day of. But Game Time is here to help turn that process into the fastest and easiest way possible. Game Time can help you find tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. The best thing about game time is they show you images of your seats before you buy so you can see vantage points and whether or not you'll be having to try to look around a post from your point of view. They also have the lowest price guarantee plus event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. 
Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, you can tune in for tomorrow's episode in which we will evaluate Oscar Sunquist as we continue through our player evaluations. We will revisit the Jordan Greenway topic. Wanted to lump that in a little bit more with Bill Guerin, uh, as we'll, uh, we'll give him probably most of a week to uh, evaluate the season. Garen's approach in general so we're uh, we're going to put that one on the back burner for now but we will get to it um, when we get to Bill Garen week letter grades for Gustav Nyquist for what he was able to do throughout the course of the season we'll start on the offensive end um, in the regular season now it is a small sample size three games but it was hard not to be impressed with really any aspect of Nyquist's game um, that he brought to the table. And so for offense for Nyquist, I'm going to go with an a, I think what he was able to do in terms of facilitating setting teammates up and just making really solid plays when he was out on the ice that impacted the game that were not something that maybe showed up in the score sheet, but had an impact on the overall outcome of the game. I'm going solid a for offense. He just, he, he was a player that looked like, a um, looked like somebody that had a plan out there and really was good at executing uh, what he was able to do on the defensive side of the ice. You know, Nyquist is known more as an offensive type player, but that's not to say that his defense isn't bad. So I think we're going to go C plus here again. You're asking him to contribute more on offense. So it's not like you're, it's not like you're asking for, uh, defensive contributions and not getting them. It's just Nyquist, his his game is offense. And so we're going C-plus defensively. Special teams is tricky because Nyquist did see some time on the power play, although it was on the second unit, which by and large, still a mess. How much of that is his fault um, is hard to say because uh, when he did play with some of those other top guys, they're kind of holding on to the puck way too much, passing too much. And so how, how much does that uh, impact what he was able to do um, in the game? And so I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the C plus on special teams as well. Uh, again, there were some factors I think in play that, uh, that he couldn't really control because of what some of his teammates were doing to not generate chances and goals in those opportunities in the postseason, quite frankly, he was maybe the best player on the ice for the wild throughout the course of the series. Um, and as I alluded to, and as I was pretty frustrated about just didn't get an opportunity to get more minutes out there was put on that third line. And that was pretty much it. So I'm going to give Nyquist an a minus for the postseason. Honestly, I think he was that impressive with what he does, what he did. I remember clamoring from the XL Energy Center press box for more. Double shift him, put him up higher in the lineup, put him in the top six, put him on the top line, do something to get more opportunities for him to show what he's got. And it just, we didn't get it. So I'm going A minus for the postseason because I just think he played very solid. It, with what he was asked to do. And a lot of guys around him 
did not. And so uh, if you're looking at an overall grade for Nyquist, honestly, I'm probably going to go with an A minus. I just I, I was really impressed with what we saw. Evidently, Dean was more impressed with Sam Steele uh, than he was with Gustav Nyquist. So uh, that's just how it goes, I guess. So I'm going A minus uh, again. Cannot further the point enough if you haven't noticed that I really liked what we saw with Nyquist. I really, really wanted an opportunity to see more of it too. So A minus for Nyquist Uh, in terms of a short list of players that are on this team that are impending free agents that we would like to see return. He is way up near the top of the list. And so we'll look at some of the particulars for Nyquist and what it may take to retain him uh, on a longer deal. That is on the way as we finish today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Are you tired of feeling restricted in your shorts? Want to look good and feel comfortable at the same time? Look no further than Bird Dogs, the ultimate solution for the modern man. Bird Dog stretch khaki shorts are specifically designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Say goodbye to baggy, shapeless shorts and hello to the confidence of a tailored fit. But here's the secret. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as those other big name brands, but they fit way better. No more compromising on comfort or style. Bird Dogs has revolutionized shorts by inventing cloud knit fabric, a magical blend that looks just like khaki but stretches, allowing you to move freely while maintaining a slim and stylish appearance. But wait, there is more. When you order from birddogs.com slash NHL. And enter promo code locked on NHL, you'll receive a free Yeti style tumbler as their gift to you. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NHL and enter the promo code locked on NHL. You won't take your bird dogs off. I can promise you that. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Every dayers can tune into tomorrow's episode where we will evaluate what we saw from Oscar Sunquist. Similar situation for him as with Gustav Nyquist just didn't really get the opportunity to help this team out more. And I think it was possible that uh, that Sundquist could have uh, had he been put in the lineup um, any more than he was. But that's that's neither here nor there. So Nyquist in a, a impending free agent at the age of 33 and honestly, I would love to see Nyquist come back to uh, try to have a a little more of an impact for this team. And I think he would be capable of helping them out offensively. It's just I don't know what the money would look like for um, his next contract. Now, looking at a couple of things in particular for Nyquist, um, he was injured this year, had a, uh, a shoulder injury that limited him to 51 games. But he played 82 games last year, was an 18-goal scorer, 53 points on the season. He had 15 goals in 70 games the year before that. He played 81 games the year before that. And so you look at from basically his age 25 season when he started to play full-time in the NHL, he's been right around a 70 or an 80-game-per-year player. And so I don't think you look at what happened to him this year as like a lingering concern. 
you look at it more as one of those, oh, he sustained a pretty major injury and just had to work his way back. So I don't think there are injury concerns with what Nyquist brings to the table. It would be a shorter, it would have to be a shorter term uh, deal at the age of 33. You'd want to do something maybe around two years. But the big thing is that if you were going to try to retain Nyquist and keep him around, you would need to move someone to be able to free up the cap space and to free up the roster spot. And let's look at uh, in your top six who that would be, because I, I don't think we're going to do ourselves any favors by putting Nyquist on the third line, as was the case this past season. You've got Freddie Goudreau there. If I'm being completely honest, Brandon Duhame should probably be on the third line as well. We'll talk about him uh, when we get to Duhame's player eval, because I think he has shown to be a player that is capable of playing more than a fourth line role and can help you in a bunch of different ways. And so you've got two thirds of your third line taken care of right there. Um, Maybe you, your options basically are this. You've got to trade Matt Zuccarello to free up that money, get him to waive and trade him to free up that money to sign Nyquist. And you put Nyquist on either the top line or you elevate from the second line up or you move, say, Marcus Johansson down to the third line and you put Nyquist in that second spot while trading Marcus Foligno to free up a roster spot that way. I would lean more towards the second one because I think at this point, you just let Matt Zuccarello's deal play itself out, and then that's it. I don't know that at the age of 36, especially with the level of play that Zuccarello saw kind of dive at the end of the season. He's 35 right now. I beg your pardon. But the point still stands. I don't know that I am comfortable committing to Zuccarello for another contract at the age of 35. He'll be 36 by the time the season is done. And is he going to want to continue to play as a uh, relatively new Um, relatively new dad. Is he going to want to continue to play into his 40s or right up to the age of 40? I don't know. So that's when I think you just let it play out and then that's it. Marcus Foligno is in a similar situation. Do you re-sign him going into, he'll be 32 at the end of next season when his deal is done. Do you re-sign him to a one or a two-year deal Um. It's all going to depend. That is all going to depend entirely on how this season goes. And honestly, I don't know there as well. And so Nyquist compared to those guys, you'd probably be more comfortable with a two-year deal there than you would a two or three-year deal with Felino or Zuccarello. So those are the questions you have to ask yourself is, would you rather have, Gustav Nyquist in the mix as more of a playmaker um, offensively 
That's that's where it gets tricky. And here's the other part of the equation. I would think that Nyquist impressed enough down the stretch once he got away from Columbus. I would think that he impressed enough to where there is going to be a pretty healthy market for that type of player that can be a top six guy, a veteran who has postseason experience, who still has some pretty good handles offensively. There's going to probably be a pretty robust market for his services with teams that are willing to go longer term and higher AAV. And the Wilds are not going to be able to afford to get into a bidding war with those teams. So you're also kind of penned in there. And here's the other part of the equation. And I know this isn't the kind of thing that gets said um, you know, publicly. Is he going to want to come here and potentially be a third-line guy with opportunities higher in the lineup elsewhere? So as much as I would like to see Nyquist retained, because I do think he made that much of a difference for this team, it's just that the rest of the team, by and large, did not do really anything in that uh, that series against the Stars. As much as I'd like to see him return, I just I think there are a lot of factors that are going to lead to him going elsewhere. Take your pick: more money, longer contract, higher spot in the lineup. I just I think there are a lot of different things that he will be able to get elsewhere um, and not here, which means. You're, you're not going to be able to uh, retain the services that Nyquist has to offer, which means there's going to probably be a roster spot available uh, to fill on that third line, depending on what happens with Felino, and depending on what happens with a couple of other members of the lineup. So all in all, for Nyquist, enjoyed having him here, thought he played very well, and I think could have given a little more to this team just was not put in a situation to do it. And so that's, that's unfortunate. And that'll be kind of one of the wonders of what could have been, but that's, that's how it goes sometimes. So all in all, a great season for Nyquist and uh, we'll see where he latches on here in the off season and uh, what his contract looks like would not be surprised if it's, if it's a uh, pretty solid deal uh, for Nyquist, he definitely earned it uh, for what he did down the stretch. So that will do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Again, thank you for tuning into today's episode of Locked on Wild. If this is your first time listening to the show, watching the show on YouTube, we thank you for tuning in and hope that you subscribe on YouTube and follow on your favorite podcast platforms. If you are an everydayer that tunes in every day of the week, we thank you for sticking with us, and we will see you on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Wild. Either way, make sure you subscribe and follow us on your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, and SiriusXM. Follow along with us throughout the rest of the offseason as we get you ready for the 2023-2024 season. You can find new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.